Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by Brilliant Earth. Brilliant Earth is the global leader in ethically sourced fine jewelry and the destination for creating your own custom engagement ring. Choose from a variety of beyond conflict-free diamonds and other fine jewelry crafted from recycled precious metals at BrilliantEarth.com. From now until December 14th, you will receive a complimentary pair of diamond studs with the purchase of an engagement ring. To see terms for this special offer and to shop all of Brilliant Earth's selections, go to BrilliantEarth.com slash watch. I need supports to have to clear the room. Stand up and walk now. Hello and welcome to The Watch. My name is Chris Ryan. I am an editor at TheRinger.com and joining me in the studio is Andy Greenwald and the real Mandalorian, Jason Mantzoukas! That's how we make it pop on Mandalorian Island. Uh, (laughs) Hey, wait. Is that next to Taboo Island? No, I think, I mean, do you think that Mandalorian requires its own island yet? Am I the only one who's really checking for it? I think this podcast is the internet's number one source of Mandalorian. That is, you are so wrong. Fan hearsay. (laughs) There are Star Trek, Star Wars nerds who are like, like pouring over (laughs) every image, like trying to figure out what's going on. Googling, what is a baby? Oh, yeah. And what emotion would that mean? Where is this baby from? Where do babies come from on Mandalorian? What's We're, up, Jason? Thank you for coming we, by. Do they make the Mandalorian armor for babies? Do Mandalorians make so babies the way we do? basically Lone Wolf and Cub as Mandalorian? Thank That's you. what he said. And I was like, since when did you know anything about Mag- Magna? Dude, Manga. Manga? Take a walk. Do the look of Magna. Jason. How do they work? Magna what is, is what Jared Kushner has been writing in his, uh, <laughs> in his office. Hashtag Manga. Hashtag yeah. Manga. Can you? Okay. Can you please <laughs> give Jason the look you shot me when I said, well, like the famous manga Lone Wolf and Cub. It was like Cub. this. Yeah. It was the flat face emoji. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the only reason you know about Lone Wolf and Cub is because that Sam Mendes movie was based on it. Or, <laughs> yeah, you, right? You fucking love you, Sam Mendes. You don't man. know about my prepubescent years at Fat Jack's Comic Crypt. <laughs> oh, City Line Avenue right? in Philadelphia. Oh, I guess I don't. No. Uh, fat Jack's. Now you do. We're here today. We're going to talk. We'll probably Thrilled talk about 45 here. minutes about The Mandalorian. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm on, in on it. I feel like, how, how are you not in The Mandalorian? By the way, great question. Allow me to lobby yeah. currently on this show. Put me in The Mandalorian, It guys. seems like you could be a bartender. Get me in that armor. An arms dealer. I'll, yes, Wait. I'll fucking sell arms. <laughs> I, I was all about uh, selling arms to uh, Eden's Nest. That's right. Who, 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 is the, who is that crew in Solo? Uh, oh, yeah. That we're never going to hear from again? Uh, oh, no, they're coming back. Listen, there are people who could look at your IMDb page and be like, salty, bitter that you have not yet made yes. a, an appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Star Wars Cinematic Universe. Those people are me. Yeah. Or you could just say, well, it's an opportunity. Absolutely. There, it is virgin territory. Sure. It's untapped. We don't know who I will be. <laughs> we, don't, we don't yet know who I will play yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Right. Yeah. In the in the extended Star Wars universe, we don't yet. You know. You should do this every interview. Just be like, I can neither confirm nor deny yes, that they want me. I, I can't talk about the Wolverine thing. <laughs> fair. I can't fair. talk about that. Good. I just want to say that I can't be the only one who is disappointed when watching the trailer for Avengers Endgame, which we should talk about. Yeah. Oh yeah. That when Scarlett Johansson approached the black clad samurai on yes. a future city street. That when the figure turned around, it wasn't you. Oh, wait, the minute, but, but from the Ren. back, <laughs> yeah. from the back, we like all you. knew it was Ronan because he's wearing the Ronan yes! thing. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, don't Hawkeye like turns into Ronan in this movie. And I was like, keep flipping those houses, Renner. Come on. <laughs> don't let Chris say he knew. Chris did not know that. Reference. I didn't know. I didn't know. It. I thought I was just like, why can't this guy smile? Like Renner is so well, funny. Well, because my tag. assumption is his entire family has been killed Poof. Oh, in the no. snap. In a snap. Yeah. Card- oh, Cardellini did not survive. That's yeah. Right. That's, that's a tough right. L-Carts. See you later. <laughs> See you later, L- Lindsay from Freaks and Geeks. Do you want to put your arms around what we're going to talk about here before we just do sure. this? Do you like, want to lay some groundwork? We can talk around? about Avengers now if you wanted to. I also really want to talk about the Triple Frontier trailer. I also think that Jason is here because there's some unfinished business. He had a list, perhaps a note on his iPhone of topics that he wanted to bring no, to us. No, no, I'm here to talk about whatever. Listen, I'm just here to compete 
I just want to be competitive in the end of year watch episodes. Yeah. I know <laughs> Sam Esmail has already, already recorded. called his shot yeah. and said that it's the best episode of the year. I would like to preemptively <laughs> say this right here is the best episode of the watch you're going to listen to all year, audience. So <laughs> fucking deal with that, Sam Esmail. Yeah, this is already livelier. Oh, yeah. I can account for Try that. Try to compute that, Mr. Robot. And yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> a homecoming of sorts? Yeah. No. Yes. All a right. Homecoming so of what do you want to do first? You want to do Triple Frontier? You want to do Avengers? I want to say, no, I want to welcome our guests. Yeah. And I want to say, we missed you this year, but it's a good, you've been busy, you've been busy. traveling, you've been working a lot. I have. I wanted to tell our listeners that a film you made called oh, The Long yes. Dumb Road mm-hmm. is available to stream and rent. I did it. Thank you, fam. Yeah. Thank you, friend. I enjoyed the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, please. If if you're around and you want to watch a great, funny road trip movie, why not buy uh, buy or rent the Long Dumb Road? I, you that, did you make that in Albuquerque? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, baby. I got to tell you, I enjoyed this for a couple of reasons. One, I enjoyed the film. <laughs> Two, I enjoyed seeing my buddy Jason in this movie. He's great in <laughs> yeah. it. Three, there's a moment early on when uh, Tony Revolori's character drops your character off at a sort of small Texas town. For a bus station that doesn't exist. And I was like, well, hello, Bella in New Mexico. Yep. <laughs> I location scouted that street oh, myself. Yeah. It we was amazing. Shot, half of our locations were all hell or high water locations that <laughs> really? they, had, they had just shot in <laughs> yes. or whatever. So it was a, it's like Albuquerque has such a recycling yes. of places. It's crazy. It's, there's like a, gotta be a finite amount of actual buildings there in Albuquerque. Are. Yeah. Like it's the same bar. You'll see the yeah. same bar in all the movies. That's too funny. The, same, the, the same clouds, the same vistas. <laughs> the same, same clouds. Same beautiful vistas. What I like Those best, clouds are threatening to unionize. What, what, what I want to say, <laughs> Netflix actually just preemptively bought all the clouds. Oh, yeah. So other studios Classic. are struggling. Just wanted to say that not only, people don't know this, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but not only is Jason a beloved podcast guest, he's the kind of guy who, when you say you're going to be filming a show in Albuquerque, chimes in on text with supportive messages like, Get ready to die. <laughs> so that place is dicey, man. I just wanted to say right? thank you. I'm like amazed that you survived. I think that we shot in. Like they'll take they'll take a guy like you like straight apart. Yeah, man. they'll pick you. They'll sense you're the writer, yeah, yeah, and the they fr- will. Your first tear day there, Michael K. Shreds. Williams comes up to you and tries to sell you a cigarette. <laughs> there was. Our first day, I think we were on set, and there was the a little The taxi hubbub. that brought me to the air- uh-huh. airport my last day, yeah. there was dried blood on the seatbelt <laughs> clicker. There's and I was like, what is this? this you got me even going on, even trying to get out of here, Albuquerque. This has been a There's challenge. only two days you spend in Albuquerque. The day you arrive <laughs> yes. and the day you find blood in the taxi on the way <laughs> oh, to the airport. There was a, they, we shot in a motel that a like shirtless junkie came up to Tony Revolori and was like, hey, man, you got to get out of here. This place is dangerous. <laughs> I was like, I was like we've, I, Tony was like, that seems pretty weird. I was like, yeah, you, how lucky are you we just got warned by that shirtless junkie. That's he not, could have been like, because I'm dangerous. Yes, I can't. He goes, after dark, this place gets really, really bad. <laughs> the, big fan of Grand Budapest. Big, big fan. There was a meta level to the whole movie for me because your character, Richard, is he's a bit of a ne'er-do-well. He's living on the margins of, of, of society, I Absolutely. would say. Absolutely. And yet there's a moment when I think Ron Livingston says, like, you haven't been in Albuquerque in a minute. Yeah. Like, you're always going to come back to Albuquerque. The fact that there was this <laughs> location-centric oh, yeah. bonding of character. Oh, no. We, we, I believed in that. I, I, I believed that uh, that Richard was uh, an Albuquerque boy. <laughs> he understood it. I, oh, yeah. I hate to be like a coastal elite, but I have to admit, I can't believe how much I've talked about Albuquerque in the last couple of years. Wow. Like, you changed. But I just, like, when you were growing up, were you like— did you even know what Albuquerque was? No I mean, way. I thought it was just like an old West Here's town. the thing. Do we know what it is now? I know. It's changing, baby. Yeah, babe. <laughs> L- like, get in business. It's the new Marfa. L- last, Kirk. <laughs> last thing. It's the new Marfa. You did double Albuquerque for Marfa in this movie as well. We did, yeah. Um, the director, Why? writer and director of the movie. Because it's Marfa. Because it's, it's supposed to travel from yeah. Texas all the way, and they wanted to have a stop in Marfa. That's great. Yeah. The writer and director of this film, remind me her name. Hannah Fidel. Hannah Fidel. I did not know going in, because often when you see movies made by young people, you're like, oh, I wonder if they had a connection in the film business, and, and that's not the case. It's a much more exciting case of nepotism, because you, I didn't know going in that this woman is royalty to me. Her mother is Linda Greenhouse. Yes. The the award-winning Supreme Court reporter for the New York Times. 
<laughs> true. <laughs> By true way, story. I was starstruck yeah. about this. Did you get a lot of like greenhouse anecdotes on set? A lot of Supreme <laughs> oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, I'm like drowning in Supreme Court <laughs> yeah, knowledge. Crazy Alito anecdotes. I hung out with her mom uh, at a so screening cool. after a screening in New York, got all the deets. Yeah, tell me. No, I'm not dragging. Yeah, sh- I can't drop that okay. greenhouse gossip. <laughs> Who are you shipping on the court? <laughs> Be honest. After Who? talking to her. Oh, I'm always shipping uh, uh, Sotomayor uh-huh. and Gorsuch, man. And Gorsuch, man. They were like high fiving oh. the other day about something. It's great. Yeah. That's great. I, I love it when the court high fives. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you know who wins? Justice. Justice. <laughs> Jesus. Just, uh, Justice lo- Antonin Scalia, <laughs> RIP, up there in heaven looking down. Long dumb road. Congratulations on <laughs> this movie. It was really fun to watch. Thank you, guys. People go check it out, but not until we're done with this podcast. Yeah, feel, watch the, listen to the rest of this pod. And then we'll get into it. Do you want to do Triple? I do want to do Triple it, Frontier. It set it up because you just set this up for us. Okay. In a way that was Well, delightful. it's just like, this is a movie that uh, has been in the works for about 10 years, I would say. Maybe eight. It was, I think, a, a little Mark Bowl jam for a, for a while. Like, <laughs> Mark, it was something Bowl was working Mark on. Oh, Bowl yeah. After he unpacked the whole Bin Laden thing. and Case closed on that. Catherine Bigelow was going to direct it. At various points, I think Will Smith a has been. A classic MBKB. Yeah, and is, Will Smith was involved. Uh-huh. Affleck's been in and out of it for a while. I, basically, anybody you could think of, like Jamie Foxx was going to be in it for a while, but it's been this script that's been, oh, Tom Hanks was friggin' in it, I think, for a while. And there was like, it's been this script that was going to get made, but then would always fall apart at the last second. And it was like, had like weird financing where it was like, there are 74 producers mm-hmm. on this. Like, but of course, then Netflix comes in, seals the deal, gets JC Shandor to do it. Oh, uh, interesting. And also, just on as, as a side note, been rewatching uh, Margin Call recently. Really? Re-watched it. I feel like one thing I have to say (laughs) is that I would love it if we brought back Glass Deagle, but I think it would be bad for movies. (laughs) That's a really... That's, that's a, a next, take. That's a next level take. <laughs> so anyway, Margaret Cobb's really uh, good. Linda Greenhouse is on the line to weigh in on that. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Triple Frontier is coming out on Netflix next year, and it stars Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac. I can just do this off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Don't even need my computer. Ugh. Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Garrett Hedlund, Charlie Hunnam, mm-hmm. and Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. And it's about five special operatives Very who special. Uh, are kind of at the end of their rope and have nothing to show for their years of service to this country. So they decide to rob a cartel head mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in the jungle in South America. And, I mean, we were sitting there. We were just watched the trailer together with Jason. Jason was like, when is when is Crazy Train or something? No, what, drop? boys are back in town. Boys are back in Phil town. Lizzie's boys are back in town. But then when they dropped Bob Dylan's Masters of War, <laughs> it's way better. Uh, with, some, with a bad remix of it. Mm-hmm. It's like they kind of did do, like, I feel like we're starting to get into Black Mirror territory where I feel like my intellectual... Interests are being scraped by Netflix, and they're just creating content well, it's, just for it's me. It's just an algorithm. I yeah, feel like. Yeah. I feel like their algorithm gave them the cast, mm-hmm. the topic, the script, and Mis- I, it's Mission Sicario Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Day you of know, the Soldado yeah. Part Two. <laughs> when the script was delivered via courier to Netflix headquarters, just down the street from yeah. us, Garrett Headland was stapled to the script. <laughs> he was just part of the package. Yeah. So this is. I like this trailer for a couple of different reasons. One is that. Affleck looks like Madame Tussauds Affleck. Like, I didn't know just if we were like, going to talk about this. <laughs> no, he's, he looks great. He looks great. Uh-huh. But has a certain waxen kind of like vibe to his body. Yeah, he he looks like he went to like a Hollywood like tanning and facial salon and said, like, give me the face. They all look like handsome as fuck. Yes. yes. They all look hand- like for guys that uh, through multiple scenes mm-hmm. appear to be like traversing a rainy jungle. Mm-hmm. Yes. They all look so clean and handsome in every shot. That and I don't like. It's, I really it's weird when they say they have nothing to show for their 14 years of service other than fantastic pores. Yes. Oh, a great bone structure. Yes. And trench foot, which we don't see. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and Legionnaire's disease. It's really, the best kind of trailer is because I was talking with Concepcion about this before we came in and he mentioned like he loves how when movie trailers, they'll say like the guy's name, and then they get one line. Yes, yeah. I'm a and they're big just fan like, of that. we don't leave messes like that. Yeah, you know they sold this movie to each of them. Like, no, this movie is like Predator, but like for real. But you can you tell, guys are like in the jungle. You can for tell real. that like Hunnam got short straw because he barely has. He's like, it gets pretty crazy out here, Look. and then like. Everybody else, you can kind of tell, like, oh, that's going to be the tracker. Yeah. That's going to be the explosives guy. No, I, I completely disagree. I watched that, and I'm like, Hunt was the wild card. 
Oh, Hunnam, I feel uh, like Hunnam dies first. See, I feel like they exactly don't have right. a wild card in that cast. <laughs> I feel like they blew it. They, they blew it because the cast is all hunks. That's right. That's like, what you they needed. They needed, <laughs> yes. like, yes, they need, frankly, they Headley, do. They need Pascal, a me. Yeah. They, need a, they need a couple of randos in there so that you can have us do funny stuff and then kill us quick. They need Giamatti. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on, Giamatti. Cuts to you and Giamatti hanging from the helicopter like, guys, little help. Exactly. Maybe, maybe there's a cameo from Giamatti as like the dude who's on Overwatch. Like the guy who's got all the screens and is like mm-hmm. directing the air support or yeah, something. He's got Do- drones in yeah. the field. <laughs> We're deploying drones. Does it matter that there is no longer any attempt for a project like this to be made for people other than Chris? There is no <laughs> even wink towards like universal appeal anymore. That's not They're true. literally like there there's me, there's men who still enjoy Tom Clancy novels. <laughs> yes, there's yes. Women who like any of the guys in this movie. Right. There's just like, there's tons of stuff. No, no. I, what I mean is, though, this is, I, I keep trying to work this out week by week. And now that Jason's here, for, I feel let's like you're, you're, you're going to fix it for Yeah, let's This let's was the down. beginning of the Aquaman thing where I'm just like, I think I'm just upset on some level because I want this to be like Oscar consideration. Like, we made this for everyone. There's a, there's an extra surprise Wait, person want, in here. Wait, you want Aquaman to be that? Or you want... Um, well, I just feel like Aquaman, I'm not sure if it exists, was my take on Aquaman. Yes, because the movie it, Aquaman. Yes, you think, TBD. You know this isn't the Aquaman from the Entourage franchise. Are we sure about that? <laughs> How far does this wow, thing go? That would be pretty wild. What, what I mean is, like... If they released the movie... Yes. Uh, and no joke, Adrian Grenier was the star of it. <laughs> and this was all an amazing. elaborate, like... Is a oh, bit. Oh yeah! Was at the beginning of <laughs> it. They high five. <laughs> they high five, and it was a straight Aquaman colon Entourage yes. two. Can you, with a straight face, tell me that would be worse? It would be better. Yes, unquestionably I, I, better. I, I, okay, here's what I'm asking from the the, the way because I get to see the boys again. <laughs> I'm talking about drama. I'm talking about turtle. I'm talking about what's E up to. <laughs> I mean, he directed that Gotti movie. Are Ian Sloan getting along? <laughs> what's um, up with Ian Sloan, guys? If this movie had gone through that traditional process, mm-hmm. what, what well, tra- like a, either it would have just been a dead script that everyone had been attached to mm-hmm. for many years, or there would have been a moment maybe, and this this might be false nostalgia for a, a worse system, but maybe those market forces and the people falling in and out of it would have forced the movie potentially, we're talking about the sight unseen, to be a movie that might have had higher ambitions than we're going to make you know, American special ops narcos in the jungle as yeah. a heist movie, which, by the way, could be good too. Yeah. I'm just asking about this. Just a little market check-in, guys. Wait, is your question why isn't it have broader appeal? It feels more mm-hmm. specialized to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. This is, is it just? I don't like think it is. Proof actually. of Life or something like that. They I, make thrillers. I mean, this is. Like I think clearly- this is like a. Um, this is a higher caliber Den of Thieves. Okay, I there guess what go. I'm and saying. Den is- of Thieves is like Baby Heat. By yeah. the way, Den of Thieves, no joke, great movie. Den of Thieves, he is loves it. Fucking legit. Den of Thieves is a legit good movie. Right. Yeah. I guess uh, I'll- Jerry Butler. Like, for real, <laughs> I'm in on Den of Thieves, too. Jerry Butler, I saw him one day yep. out, and he oh. is the per- I either is either the first person to get back into bootcut jeans, or he is the only guy who's like, I fucking look like Gerard Butler. I don't have to get rid of my bootcut jeans in the first place. Yeah, but he was holding that. it down for bootcuts either way. Was he wearing boots? Uh, Converse yeah, tell me yeah. flip flops. <laughs> tell me flip flops. No. Uh, scrap what I was saying. I just wanted to tell you guys, like, just it's that sometimes. I'm a Johnny drama, but sometimes I'm a turtle. No, yeah, like here's a the thing. You did this whole bit with the Aquaman thing, and I think I was a little bit confused by it the first time around. But then— Now the third time we're doing no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> the the special third, guest. I was thinking about this with the Avengers stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay, so like, and, and and the the funeral, the funereal, like, a kind of mm. vibe of Endgame. This mm-hmm. trailer just came out last week. It's weird, but it, just taking the Avengers movies themselves, mm-hmm. I feel like in retrospect, nothing ever really happened with that. It was well, so much effort to get the boulder up the mountain. First of all, tell that to the citizens of Sokovia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. What about like what about all those that died in Sokovia yeah. never forget? Yeah. Okay, I take it back. We would never even have the Accords named yes. after. But yes. it was actually kind of like a brilliant thing where they they it took a long time to like mount it. And then they've spent the last two years kind of bringing yes. it down. Well, but there was actually nothing up there when they got there. Very, and there was nothing up there. And you could argue that like the most significant growth and the most interesting moves that they made um, within all of this were all in the Captain America franchise. Yeah, yes. We're not in the Avengers. Yeah, but you movies. track the Russo brothers' involvement. Yeah. Yeah, actually, but Winter Soldier yeah. and Civil War were probably the two like most substantial yeah. kind of plot mm-hmm. moves yeah. for the entire structure of all those people. Right. 
You know, those last two movies were Avengers movies, basically. Right. I think that it's also an example of success just being contagious because had they not pulled off so many things and you know movies and 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 the entire build up to these last two movies, I think a lot of people would be remembering the Age of Ultron, which is not yeah. a good movie yeah. and no. not at Still all. Still, definitely repre- a movie where James Spader plays robot Hitler. That, yeah. that is true, but it's it, it's the kind of thing where had they not course corrected, that was a false step towards a style of movie making and a universe building that they were just like, nope, that's not working, and they quickly did it and they memory hold it, and yeah. it's like other than the Accords, which again, no, never no, forget. and you're not you're not wrong, and it's something that when you look at Aquaman or mm-hmm. uh, what DC is kind of mired in right now, they don't know up from down. You know, mm-hmm. like Marvel, I think both because they had some big picture idea of what they were doing, and then also because I think Kevin Feige does a pretty good job controlling it mm-hmm. and being able to be nimble enough to move and pivot and shift. DC is now trapped in a situation where they don't know, they don't have that guiding force, and they've done all of these movies, they're whatever number of movies deep on the Zack Snyder nonsense stuff, and have gotten themselves in a position where Wonder Woman works, Aquaman looks like it's going to work, and so that now they've got like kind of half and half. Yeah, mm-hmm. half of their Justice League kind of works, and half of it simply does not. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you move forward if you're them? I think that they're just going to make. I think that that's like one of the things that Venom taught us, and I think that's one of the things Oof. that Aquaman will teach us, which is just one like, taught me patience, one taught me pain. <laughs> one taught you. Isn't that the bit? One taught you triple frontier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they'll just like make these one-off movies. I, I think they're going to kind of abandon the universe until they have five that work. Yeah. And then they'll be like, what if we got Aquaman and Harley Quinn and like mm-hmm. one of the Suicide Squad guys together? And then that'll be like what Ooh, they do. They're I hope not it's gonna... the big lizard guy. Who's the big lizard guy? I don't know. I only saw the trailer. But what did you guys think of this? And I'm sorry to go back to Marvel, but I just feel like that was a big, big drop. Well, you're the, you, you, what I you thought saying? it was okay. It was fine. It was like a teaser. So it was they they purposefully are going to give you not much mm-hmm. or mislead you. So yeah. it was fine. You know, it was they're not going to show stuff that I actually care about. And I'm I am I am curious. I think these will be satisfying to watch back to back. Do and only that. Yeah. I yeah, found yeah. the first half to be a lot of setup. Yeah. And only okay. And I think it's going to feel like the last two Harry Potter movies, which I think watched together are a good movie, but uh, their split own. are unsuccessful. Right. Which to you, Jason? That was kind of like the Hobbit movies, too. Oh, they, yeah. Where they were like, let's just hit pause right in the middle here. Yes. And then for, wait a year. For another 14-minute song. Yeah. Where <laughs> everybody gets to sing. And they do dishes. With 13 dwarves. Well, I'm not <laughs> sorry. And do dishes and sing songs. Gave these a miss. Jason, to you, what is the bigger tragedy that was wrought by Thanos' finger snap? Was uh, it the death of Peter Parker or the loss of Captain America's beard? Oh, well, that's, well, that is one thing I noticed. I was like, okay, so enough time has passed since Thanos' mm-hmm. snap mm-hmm. that Steve Rogers has gone back to uh, blonde hair yeah. um, and yeah. no we, beard, yeah. and there is not the kind of shadow Steve Rogers. like. Uh, Which is weird, because don't doesn't it usually... Like, you grow a grief beard, right? You let yourself go no, he's half back. the universe. He's but also instead, wearing, like, a more colorful uniform. He's, like, back, baby. Is he happy? Like, has he moved he's, on? He seems thing. pretty messed he's up. He's pretty stoked. <laughs> I think I think Cap is going to be stoked in this movie yeah. that, like, everybody's dead. Like, inappropriately yeah. stoked. He's, like, super stoked. So, uh, <laughs> is there actually a comic called Endgame? Uh, not I that don't I know. know. There might be, but I don't know. Okay. Not a famous one, I right. don't think. So they're not going off of canon where they're like, this is how this has to wrap up. No, no. And, and I think, you know, it's widely speculated that... that um, Captain America will die in this movie. To sacrifice himself. Yeah, right. they've already, but in the comics, the character who kills Captain America has already been killed in this um, storyline. It's Crossbones. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, who is the Frank Grillo character. Fuck yeah, Frank Grillo. I can't um, believe Grillo didn't make Triple Frontier. By the way, we see, don't know that's what the movie needs. It needs, You're right we about need that. more Frank Grillos in that movie yeah. and less like hunky handsomes. <laughs> Can you imagine Grillo on the day where like they were like, guess what? So uh sorry, Frank. As you know, you die first in this in this group, and he would just be like, You're trying to tell me that I would get killed mm-hmm. before, before these pretty boys. Yeah. Original Tim Riggins. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what he's holding out for is quadruple frontier. Yeah. Which is the inevitable sequel. By yeah. the way, I'm in on that too. <laughs> get me in on that. Uh what else are you excited for that's coming out next year? I was kind of thinking about this with the Avengers stuff and how little like they don't even show uh Thanos. 
Thanos or Thanos? They show like his hand walking through like a wheat field or something with the, with the gauntlet on. Guys, I, I don't know why you're 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 mad on this. I'm super into it. I thought it was I'm great. Not, I'm not mad. Oh, yeah. I'm psyched. I'm, I'm totally curious. I think I feel about this trailer the way people felt about the like Jason Statham spinoff Fast and Furious trailer. Oh, dude, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is the most anticipated I, movie for okay. me. I don't know a thing about that. But for this, I'm like, hey, the friend, my friends. It'll be April soon. Like, that seemed fun. I was excited about no, that. No, I'm but psyched you, about you, it. You oh, yeah. Do your Hobbs and Shaw thing. No, no, no. I'm, I'm excited for the final Avengers. I'm also just curious because I want to see how they put it to rest. Yeah. This whole, like, whatever this is, phase three or whatever. And because I do think it'll be interesting to loosen it up and see what they can do it, if, with different stuff, mm-hmm. not, not be so beholden to macro storytelling. From what I've heard, and again, I apologize, this is a light spoiler, but I've heard that at the end of this film, Thanos snaps his other finger and banishes half the cast to TV. <laughs> oh, to, wow. to, to Disney Plus <laughs> streaming Disney service. I heard yeah. that he's snapping at the end because he's in an old school doo-wop group. <laughs> <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Okay, so UCB, 11 p.m., someone pitches that. Yes. Thanos in the doo-wop group. Yep. Are you in or are you out? I'm 100% in. You support this. Yep. It's a Shanana style <laughs> doo-wop group that Thanos is the is the main snapper in. Half the audience is in and then out and then in and then out. And every time he wants to start, just a gentle quartet. Yep. Ba-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> Do you think that they have to have an Avengers replacement up and running in the next couple years? You mean like, like a franchise? Yeah. Do the MCU need a team-up series going in parallel to, like, all the one-off movies. I wonder if they will start again with s- smaller stakes and then build towards that. Yeah. And what that will look like. Um, because I do think they are building, they are building basically the second, like, another event. Uh-huh. Like, the Avengers team that exists underneath the main Avengers team right now, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. If they get Wolverine back, Wolverine, that is an actual Avengers lineup yeah. from later in the life of the yeah, Avengers. There will be another Avengers movie. Okay. I'm sure of it. Yeah. But it will be a different team. It will be a different team. And led by Captain Marvel, likely. Sure. Although I don't know how that movie's going to bounce back from our withering criticism of its trailer last week. <laughs> I think we really put a dent in it. Do you think, like, Ruffalo and Thor are going to stick around? Eh, listen to our pause. Like, this is serious. I can see them sticking around. I can see I can see Ruffalo sticking Ruffalo around. Ruffalo just lost his backpack in New York, so I feel like— Did, did he tweet about <laughs> it? It went viral. He's like, can anyone find my topo pack? <laughs> really? My friends and beautiful New Yorkers. I left a pack pictured here in a oh, New York that's in a taxi cab. Help me find it. I imagine— in that I bag he found was, it. you know, just stacks of cash. Yeah, and scripts. Wild cash. <laughs> He's basically like, like, I'm done. Tons of Kenneth Lonergan content. <laughs> He's just like, Ooh, by the on. way, I will say I just saw Waverly Gallery in New York. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Lonergan's new play. 84-year-old Elaine May yeah. is unreal so in cool. this play. It is just an exceptional performance. That's really great. How's yeah. Michael Sarah? He's good. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, yeah, everybody's great. But Elaine May is doing, like, truly exceptional work. I keep buying tickets for plays and before, like, real reviews come out because I get hyped on them. Yeah. And then the reviews come out, I, and it's like— I don't like plays. Here's, a, here's <laughs> an update. This is the I don't con- like plays. This They're is the content long. that makes are this podcast. Are you just eating yogurt yeah. on the podcast? I'm starving. Like, why are you You were eating? in the fucking commissary is, for, like, an hour together, and a half. Get it together, bro. It's been a long day already, could, guys. We could have talked. You didn't have to chime get in. You could have swallowed, you fucking monster. You're just snacking on a parfait. I was trying to save you Jesus. guys from yourselves. You're going down Play Alley. Play Alley? This is like, no, go, there's not go. enough Broadway you know what? content. Oh, Play Kaya, Alley? Kaya. Is that next to Crime Alley where <laughs> Batman's parents were shot by Joe Cool? Kaya, is that who that's, it is? That's Kaya, Joe my, Chill? Cut my mic. T- tell me about plays. Discuss plays. I'm I just silencing think, you I, now. <laughs> He's <laughs> just gonna snack on a part a yogurt, granola, and fruit at the bottom. But your mic is off. Don't even. Would try. you like a bite? <laughs> no, I don't want it. Kaya, turn his mic off. Uh, plays are plays are plays are boring and too long. <laughs> you think so? That's my headline. Okay, too long. Hey guys, these plays are too long. I keep I, my thing with plays is that they are too expensive to not have like guarantees. Yeah, but once it's guaranteed, it's impossible to get tickets. Yeah. Yep. And, and then you have to hit the secondary market, and you get into that triple frontier area mm. where you're really bartering a lot. Yeah, to the, go T- see. the TKTS window. So like, as I, Columbia, you know, my wife just bought To Kill a Mockingbird tickets. Brag. And then they were, but the, there's been <laughs> like about being married or buying the tickets. Yeah, we reviews. get it. You've got a wife, and she can get you. And then I tickets. copped uh, <laughs> network tickets. Yep. With the God Brian Cranston, and there's 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 been some mixed reviews on that too. Oh, I haven't seen. Okay, and I'm 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 out a little bit of coin, and I'm stuck on. But you know what? I'm 
I'm not looking tonight. forward to those takes. I'm looking forward to what you hear. I not, want not I on wanna, this podcast. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you guys to have that moment. You, those moments during the watch. Where you guys talk just plays. <laughs> Where you guys just get into dramaturgy. Where you guys break it down. They talk about that time in college when a bunch of friends just, with nothing much, just a black box wanna, leader threw on Caucasian yes, talk circle. Yes, <laughs> god damn it. I want to hear you guys talk about Tracy Letts. <laughs> let's talk Letts. America's premier Tracy Let's podcast. Oh, yeah. It only talks about Let's his talk, stage work. Welcome back to Let's Talk Let's. <laughs> Can we, we have a call. Let's talk about his role on divorce. Sorry, no. <laughs> Step in not talk only. about his work as an actor. Is there anything else generally we want to get to before we get to the shows? Yeah, shows we want to talk about. Uh, what are we talking? What's on your day planner? Nothing really. I'm pretty jacked because next year I feel like that there. This stuff goes in cycles. This is one thing I was thinking about today because we were talking about stuff that's coming out in 2018. Oh yeah, and I was like, all of my big homies are coming next year because we got another Star Wars movie. We got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We have Stranger Things season three coming. Triple Frontier. So, I mean, like, what else do I have <laughs> to ask? That's your list? That's, that's my it? That's your That's your Mount Rushmore for 12 of months? 2019? I'm worried about you, bro. <laughs> I feel like your wife should be buying more tickets. <laughs> yeah. You, you sound honestly depressed. <laughs> this is like, that statement is enough to have you involuntarily committed. <laughs> we can put a hold on you for sure. What the fuck are you guys looking forward to? <laughs> like... Like White House Chief of Staff jockeying? Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Um, what a wild card this weekend. <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder. I don't know what I'm looking forward. I'm trying to think what I'm actually looking forward to. Hmm. Yeah. It's, You're it's, looking forward to the— I, 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 I will can say— Can I ask you yeah, real quick? Are go. you in the mule? I'm not in the mule. Fuck. Why? You want to know if it's good? No, I just like, it just feels like a movie that you could have just popped up in. Oh, man, I wish. I wish. No, the next movie I will pop up in Mm. is John Wick 3, which I am very much looking forward to. I was also talked to you last when you were shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, did you guys shoot that in South Africa? Uh, they might have. I did not. Okay. I so did what, not. My stuff was all in New York. Because they do. They they shot that movie for really like a very right. long time. Is and Keanu going to die making that mo- those movies? I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was concerned. Yeah. Uh, only because he is relentless. He is like unbelievable. And the stuff they are asking of him is so wild. He is just like super impressive to watch. Does he do a lot of his own stuff? Yes. God. He does a tremendous did, amount did of his you? own stunt did work. Did you do your own stunt work? I, I cannot speak to anything mm. like okay. that. Mm. Did you meet Halle Berry? I, I did. She's a nice person? Very, oh, lovely. Lovely. Does Incredibly she, lovely. Does she want to come on our Tracy Letts podcast? Yeah, let's, <laughs> I asked her if she would be available for Let's Talk Letts. A Barry, like, Barry episode, special <laughs> she episode come on our, She could come talk, talk about Barry. It's Halle Berry talking August Osage County. <laughs> it's Barry Talks Barry. <laughs> it's her It's her takes on the Bill Hader show Barry. <laughs> Guys, podcasts right are easy. after yeah. Let's Talk Letts. <laughs> we, listen, we could deliver this content to the ringer, but I feel like Earwolf might want to hear some of these too. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to take it to market? I'm just saying. Yeah. It comes on right after you've got S-mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam, that one is just for you. Sam on rom-coms. Okay, so I have a really bad year coming because I have nothing to look forward to right. except for a Quentin Tarantino. Mandalorian. A Mandalorian. You're stoked for Mandalorian Is Island. that a 2019 release? I'm yeah. assuming. I right. think whenever they, they, they've, they've already been shooting the it for a while. For, yeah. so. They got Nolte. They got the baby. They got Nolte. So that means, is Graves canceled? (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask a question? Is Graves canceled? Speaking of Albuquerque. Yes. Another local production. Is Graves on A&E? I've never seen it. No, it's on like. Epics, baby. Yeah. Epics. It's it's epics, Okay. All right. Good stuff. I'm going to tell Jason this off mic during the break, but like, there could be a reunion movie. Yeah, there could be. You're going to be okay. Save Graves, guys. Save Graves. (laughs) We'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll come back and talk about Mrs. Maisel and Bodyguard with Jason Metzger. Graves Diggers Union. Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by Microsoft Surface. Let's talk about something super exciting like the newest member of the Microsoft Surface family, the Surface Pro 6, now faster and more powerful than ever before. So you can get even more done, whether it's from your office, at the airport, or on your couch. Take the keyboard off and draw on it easily, or snap it back on and type on it like a laptop. With up to 13 and a half hours of battery life and the new 8th gen Intel Core processor, you can work how you want to, for as long as you want to, wherever work takes you. Today's episode of The Watch 
is brought to you by the big homies at ADT. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. Explore the vast number of things you can do with your secure smart home, such as doorman service, which is an ADT automation that unlocks the door for packages, friends, or your kids. Or turndown service, which is an ADT automation that arms your system, locks your doors, and turns down your lights and thermostat. Or even my favorite, worry-free getaway service, which lets you arm your system, lock up, and set lighting schedules before you go on vacation. All controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice and backed by 24-7 protection. And don't worry about installing and configuring your system. ADT will DIFY do it for you. Just visit ADT.com slash smart to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. All right. We're back on Let's Talk Let's. We got Jason Manzoukas here. We're going to talk, we're going to deviate from the great white way. Stop talking about stomping the boards here. Uh, <laughs> Are you a bug guy or a killer Joe? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're going to talk one. a little bit about TV because Jason's, Jason's an avid television watcher. Absolutely. He's got his likes and dislikes. And we're I, gonna... just, I just crushed all of season two of Maisel this weekend. You crushed it in crushed one weekend. the whole thing in one weekend. Wow. Because, A, I knew I was coming here to yeah. talk to, to to my boys, and I want to talk only Maisel. And, B, it is my one of my all, like one of my top shows like that is actively still going right now. I agree. Now, we're not going to spoil the season because I haven't finished it. Okay. So I'm asking you, Where please, you at? don't spoil She's the season. She's the Mandalorian. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, I hope the Mandalorian pays as much attention to his children yeah. as Midge Maisel pays to hers. I feel like she does. That's my point. Oh, I yeah. feel like it's better for the drama if the Mandalorian's like But wasn't like that kind here. of a way of the 50s? It yeah, she's like, like a 50s parent. Yeah, it's like, she, I don't know. She's, people got shipped off to boarding school She's not time. a good parent. Huh? She's no. not. No. You Nobody think was Midge a Maisel parent. is a bad parent? Yeah. She's kind of a shitty friend. Whoa. We're coming in super well, hot here. Yeah, no, I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot about, uh, okay. what I like about, uh, what I like about it is there's a bunch of moments that are, that are just kind of like, ooh, cringy. Yeah. Because like, hey, it's not all about you, Midge. The wedding. The wedding is, uh, in specific, yeah. like, awful. Yeah. Uh, she's so hungry, and did you see that episode? No. Wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, How okay. dare you? Oh, you said that she's a bad parent. Because she ignores her children. That you know that from the first eight episodes. <laughs> I'm not saying I would very like very self-absorbed. Guys, wait. Oh I want to be clear. Okay. The show would be indescribably worse if she was like, "I'm actively trying yeah. to parent." Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I just find it amusing. Yeah. No, it That's feels all. very much like Mad Men parenting. Yes. You know. Well, the thing with the Maisel, that I, I've come to love this. show. What a journey it's been for Chris since <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> when. He, Sourpuss Ryan over here. No, was I was like, just trying show. to provide a counterbalance. Why start then? <laughs> <laughs> We've literally agreed for seven years. <laughs> Why did you choose last Thursday <laughs> to be like, you can't have this It was nice my thing. revenge for True Detective. Fair. It was a long con. <laughs> yeah. You pulled it True off. Detective's coming back too. See, I have Ooh, so much yeah. to look forward to next I, year. I thought that looked good, but I'm nervous. I'm getting Because that season two was I feel, quote I'm, unquote I'm buying not up good. All your stock. <laughs> I'm buying up all your True Detective stock. Guys. Yeah. Let's Are you let... shorting True Detective? <laughs> what a mastermind. Boiler room. Because the thing people might not know about you yes. is how much you love Amy Sherman Palladino. I am I am all in on Amy Sherman Palladino from Gilmore Girls, early Gilmore Girls. I just watched almost a full season of Gilmore Girls while I was home over Thanksgiving. Just again. Just again. Because I find it such comfort food. Yeah, it and is, also it's like it's it's such the dialogue is delivered at such a fast rate yeah. that if you rewatch, you can actually hear like a completely different show yeah. that you missed No, the first it's very around. fun. It's a, it's a great show, and I, I've said this before. I feel as though Amy Sherman Palladino should be spoken of in the same mm -hmm. breath that we speak of Sorkin, Milch, David Chase, Matt Weiner, all mm -hmm. of those uh, showrunner uh, difficult men, that book mm -hmm. that was written about that whole crew the of guys. Groups, yeah. The auteur kind yeah. of showrunners of the you know late 90s, early 2000s. I think Amy Sherman Palladino's voice is just as unique and just as strong, and her work is just as good from that era on. I mean, Bunhead's unsuccessful, but uh, I think this show is like exceptional I television like writing. Bunhead's is fine. Yeah, I kind of like theirs. Certainly not bad, and there's such... Having done Bunheads makes so many of the kind of musical numbers in Maisel work. Yeah. You know, because I feel like mm -hmm. Bunheads was like the proving ground for all of that stuff sure. to work out. And Maisel, I just think, like, just is 
Every episode, home run, home run, home run. Do you think, so last week when Chris was— And Shaloub, guys. Shaloub's amazing. I'm like all in on Shaloub. Shaloub's having a great, great year. Ugh. So the thing I was trying to articulate to Chris last week, now that I realize he was arguing in bad faith, was that the show in the second season, I feel like, is a little bit— in the beginning, it felt a little confused between the delightful delightfulness that mm-hmm. she brings, you know, where there's musical numbers and there's Paris, and then, like, no, we're really telling a story here about this woman's journey through yes. her career and through this era. Sometimes those things felt in opposition to one another. Like, I could, I wasn't sure which show they wanted to make. Ultimately, my feeling was kind of like what you were saying about how she's an auteur. Auteur is going to auteur. Yeah. This is what she does. Yes. And if you take issue with the push-pull of delight versus plot, you're taking issue with the way that she makes television and it's sort of a it's a sucker's game. I think so. And this second season, really, I think I probably I wonder if it's because they were given two season a two season order from the beginning. That's right. Like it really allowed for kind of very dense storytelling in season one to set it up to set this world up because season two is. I'm not even sure how long of a time it takes place over, but like many, 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 many months. You yeah. know, like it, it like really has a, a like a much bigger scope. Uh, it the, the whole thing takes place in over a year. You know, they celebrate the one year anniversary of season one's ev- the events of the pilot mm-hmm. within season two, and then go past it. So it's like a very long. You know, there's the stuff that's in Paris. There's the stuff that's in the Catskills. There's there are these kind of arcs that have uh, you know episodic feeling to them, but that are still telling this bigger story, which I really I, I really loved. How do you feel about Joel? Joel's still tough for me. <laughs> Joel's a tough one. Joel's an alcoholic, right? Joel, um, n- not exactly, but like there's stuff. Joel is always crushing beers. He's always drinking. Which is, I guess, like, Joel is a cool hang. Joel, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I like Joel. But Joel, like, getting completely tonked. Like, this is what I was going to bring up, was that Paladino, like, does a lot of stuff where, for instance, Midge does things that are, like, objectively, like, bad behavior. Sure. Or Joel's drinking, like, 11 beers and shots in the middle of the day and then is, like, never without a beer, pretty it, much. It was a different entire, era. And it's a different era. But I feel like the one of the nice things about this show is it kind of will— It'll hint towards something, but ultimately, it doesn't ever bring you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if if there's, like, an awkward moment or if, you know, Susie calls out Midge on her privilege kind of mm. in that moment in the diner and stuff like that. But it never really deeply affects, like, their relationships. And you're—so much of this show is about pleasure. You can yeah. tell it's all the things that bring— mm-hmm. Paladino pleasure, this music, this style of talking, these reference points, these historical figures, this kind of mm-hmm. socio-cultural moment. Like, the Catskill stuff is so deeply, like, romantic about, like, yeah. a time and a place in America. It's, it's uh, The Catskill stuff I loved, and then I loved juxtaposing it against the episode where Susie gets kind of kidnapped by the gangsters. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and I loved that whole journey that she goes on with them. I thought it was terrific. We've all had days like that in Queens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where gangsters <laughs> take you to the Rockaways? Yeah. Uh, we talked about, uh, last week, I think, when we were talking about this, we were discussing whether or not this felt like a second season of a show that was doing season five stuff already, or whether it was a show that knew we got to do five seasons, right. so let's like hang out with Joel in this factory for I think like, so basically half an episode. Yeah. Do you do what do you, what do you think of I that? I think I think they are. I think they're taking the opportunity to be like, oh, let's do three episodes in the Catskills. We'll still keep our stuff. We'll still still keep our like general storylines happening, but let's like have a little bit of a break. Let's be with new people in a new place and not feel beholden or claustrophobic to just like super serialized storytelling. Yeah. Like broaden it out a little. I thought that was great. I do feel like this show, I love it. I'm so happy that it exists. I do feel like it's kind of a miracle that not only it exists, but that it's thriving because it definitely snuck in under the wire of Amazon's old business model of like, well, this seems fun. Okay. Yeah. And then it got the two season pickup. It got the Emmy nominations, and then also it debuted right at a time when the previous leadership structure at Amazon was vacating their positions due to bad behavior. So the fact that it is now seems set for a long run because it has connected with people who talk about it on podcasts, uh, as well as the voters, the Golden Globes, and the Emmys, it seems like it's going to be here. I say this only to say that I don't want to take it for granted because it's sort of amazing right. that it exists. All right, so that's one show that you unabashedly love. Yes. Let's talk about a show that you have maybe slightly more complicated feelings about. 
Let's talk about Bodyguard. Ooh, Bodyguard. So you didn't actually, you didn't finish it, right? No, but I am so excited. How much to did just you watch and how so much can we talk about? You can talk about as much as you want. Did you get through three? No. Okay. I'm going to sit here and spoon up my delicious parfait <laughs> and listen to my two friends talk about a show I will never watch. I, re- I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. We're talking about Bodyguard on Netflix. It is a, uh, it's Rob Stark. Mm-hmm. Political kind of spy craft kind of terrorism yeah. thriller. Yeah. Um, kind of like Prestige 24. It's like a big show. Yeah. In the UK. Huge. Like their biggest show. The, the like finale, the most, I think, was like the most viewed It's thing like their in, match. Yeah, yeah. Like the most viewed, <laughs> the most viewed finale ever. British um, people chew their mash. Is one guy going, Vicky? Yeah. I saw it. I saw it, Vic. I saw it, Vic. So I want to take it. It's a dead man switch. <laughs> <laughs> he really does say that. So He's good. He's got a fucking bomb strapped to me. like, it's a dead man it's switch. It's a dead man switch. I saw it, Vic. Uh, Vic. Is there um, a soundboard like where we could just play? Uh, just well, drops. He's not that <laughs> play those drops. Considering he has a bomb strapped to his body, he's pretty much like. I'm here's sad, my here's my thing. I thought this show was fan fucking tastic until the final episode. Oh, I thought the final episode was a was unsatisfying for me because of the twist. Or because, because of the twist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because of the twist. Because uh, there were uh, there were like. A couple of moves that were made that did not add up. Yes. And I understand they were made in order to obfuscate what was really going on. Otherwise, you would have figured it out too easily. Yeah, yeah. But um, as a result, that was the one episode that I was like, wait, why is he doing this? Or why is he doing that? He he makes a couple of moves that he just in previous episodes would have been smart enough to not make. Right. Um, and, he, and I know he's getting desperate and blah, blah, blah. But it just didn't seem exactly right. He uses like a can't trust anybody basically is an excuse for doing a lot of stupid shit where somebody is like well, clearly trying to help him and he's just like I can't tell you that's, this. That's like, the yes. attitude I've brought to my experiences in Hollywood this far as well. <laughs> like, it's a dead man. It's a dead. My thumb is getting so tired. <laughs> the guy introduced himself to me as my line producer. I was like, fuck out of here. I don't um, trust anyone. I think that this show is essentially two shows. It's the show up until spoiler alert. Oh yeah, big time. There are a lot of spoilers. Yeah, there. six we'll, episodes. We'll do spoil it, so. There's only six episodes. Right. But, but this, you know, even if we don't spoil it, I feel like it's this is useful content, servicey for the listeners who may have heard our lukewarm, mixed one mention of the show. I like. Should it. people it watch is, it? Why it is they watch very it? good. Yeah, I think it is very good. It, it is. It it has that. Um, that kind of modern BBC house style yes. that now exists, like that is the color palette is the same as Sherlock, the tilt shifted, um, kind of uh, blurry focus, yes. pulled focus. Collateral is like yes, that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The streets a, of London. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on that I don't um, love. Um, but uh, but I, st- I thought it was such a well the episodes are so good at maintaining the tension. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really great. And it's kind of a, a, a real accomplishment in casting because the two main characters, the Keely Hawes character who plays the home secretary who's angling to become prime minister. So good. And Rob, uh, Rob Stark. What's his real name? Yeah, Rob Stark. Richard Madden. <laughs> Richard Madden's, <laughs> but Richard Madden's character. It's Rob Stark. They like legitimately have chemistry. They are great. They like are like really. No, he's the king of the north to her. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> The Lannisters send their regards. <laughs> Wasn't someone just telling me, was this you, Chris, that Kit Harrington is in a play? He's in True West in right, London. He's in True West what? in London right now. So here's my question. I didn't buy tickets for that. Here's my I heard he's doing it alone. <laughs> and he <laughs> switches the characters every night. Every night. Yeah. What if, I'm just throwing this out here as hypothetical for 2019. Chris will have a lot of time One to consider man, it. Jon Snow, True West. What if these actors from Game of Thrones, who I think due to years of cultural experience, we've all been like, boy, they were good in these parts, but good luck, fellas yeah. and ladies. What if they're all actually good? What if Game of Thrones is like the launching pad for major— Oh, what if Game oh. of Thrones winds up being a footnote in Richard Madden's career? Or Kit Harrington. Yeah, or sure. if one of those fucking or guys Sophie gets James Bond, it might be the What case. if they're all actually really yeah. good? Could not be. Just- I thought he was great, Yeah, Richard Madden. I thought it was absolutely true, especially because in like the first three episodes, he is— like super stoic and mm-hmm. giving away so little. Yeah. Like uh, he is just this kind of ex-military kind of PTSD, like really shut down yeah. emotionally. And, and then unlike the- Joel from Mrs. Maisel gets trashed on like two ciders. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Um, it's. I, th- I thought it was really good. 
Uh, it just it kind of like I felt like it landed not great for me. Now I'm just thinking about Joel from Mrs. Maisel being the bodyguard. Oh, or like if it was like uh, uh, what <laughs> was the t- triple what? What's it? Triple frontier. <laughs> triple Joel? frontier. It was just With like Joel Maisel? cut to cut to, and then Joel Maisel's like. We're going to need more fabric. (laughs) Dad, we need an accountant in here. (laughs) I can't keep following the treasure maps. (laughs) I'm all in, by the way, on the parents in that show. uh, Both both, uh, both of Midge's parents and... Shalhoub, Maren Hinkle, Kevin Pollack. Thank you. I can't believe we, we, we spent like... A ten minutes concern trolling whether a movie with Ben Affleck mm. and Oscar Isaac and Charlie Hunnam mm. was like appealing, legit, and then we're like, the thing is that Shalhoub and Pollock are really at the top <laughs> oh, of the game. Like when there is a show that is made specifically for me and my previous generations of my family. Oh yeah, like and I feel like, well, this is normal. Yeah, this oh. is where everyone should. But like. you're like, so funny. are you sure Garrett Hedlund needed to be in this movie? <laughs> are we sure we want to see him in a helicopter with a <laughs> Can rifle we strapped also to his shoulder? Put Boyd Holbrook in? No, we've got Garrett. What do you mean? Uh, I'll show you pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I did think that's who did that was. Did you ever wind up seeing The Predator? No. Okay. Because I that didn't. Because I'm like all in on Shane Black. Yeah. And I, I really was, I heard enough things that were bummed me out about it that I was like, I don't I think, think it would be a I'll really see it. good. I'll see it. I don't know. You guys, so if you guys ever did How Did This Get Made? Yeah. With that, that would be very funny. Okay, all right. I'll, it's well, I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah, I know. Are you asking for an invite for that show? No, I'm just, I mean, I, I would love that, to. I feel like I'm you. just saying. It's, it's, ava- I, it's, Do it's you guys have content. yogurt where you record? Oh, God, you're so gross. <laughs> um, just like wet what else mouth have you been eating besides, on air. So Maisel and Bodyguard, what else? Maisel, Bodyguard. I, I'm, season two of Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus on Cinemax, I think. <laughs> I'd like to say. <laughs> something like that. Uh-huh. Does it pick on up one of those channels. Does it pick up where the action from season one left off? It doesn't. It's a whole new season. If you're not familiar with this show, it's fucking awesome. It is like an animate. It's like a. It's a, it, all it is is a Talking Heads show where people tell stories. The first season was all about country music. Okay. So it's people telling all these great old stories of country music, but then they animate the story so you get to see visually something that they're talking about. And so this season is all funk. So every episode is like one episode is oh, Bootsy Collins, one yeah. episode is Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, this sounds good. One episode, is, two episodes are James Brown. Um, I thought it was like comedians laughing about being comedians. No, no, no. This is there's podcasting for that. Th- sir. There is, yes, exactly. No, season one was there's lots all of Jerry like, Seinfeld's cars where that can happen. <laughs> yeah. By the way, love that show. Um, Eleven minutes. Did you listen time. to Cocaine and Rhinestones, the podcast? I did. By I any did chance? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels like the country music episode. The country music episodes felt a little bit like that, but um, they're shorter and not as well research. They're real. The Cocaine and Rhinestones is exceptional, mm-hmm. I think. One of my favorite things of the year. My two favorite things of this last year, Cocaine and Rhinestones, mm-hmm. and I'm not even kidding, Binge Mode Harry Potter. <laughs> which I have listened to every episode wow. of multiple times. I wow. am... They, I would say Mal and Jason are the two people I've listened to the <laughs> most this year. I think if you took that cumulatively not, the last two and a half years with Thrones... Oh yeah, I listen to every episode of that too. Yeah. It's, an, it's like a real thing. Yeah. Uh, they are now people that I, even though I have met them, I am like, I feel the way about them that I believe people feel about me and my podcast. Like, I feel like I know them. I yeah, know their yeah, relationship. Yeah. I, I feel like, like, oh, these are my friends. That's awesome. It's, it's just not how I feel about you guys, no. even though I've listened to years. <laughs> I've listened to years of this nonsense. I feel like this is the moment you break up yes. with us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if they would have me, I would bail on you guys so hard. We're just going to play out the string. I mean, if they listen, if if I can get a co-hosting gig on You've Got S-Mail, I'm on that. I've got some draft paperwork. I'll show you after the the show. There was another thing you mentioned from this year that I know nothing about, but I thought you could make a case for it. Great. Yellowstone. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought Yellowstone was great. Although, full disclosure, I didn't finish Yellowstone. Mm. Now that you mention it, I still have two episodes of Yellowstone left. Saving it for Christmas morning. Um, I thought Yellowstone, okay, so Yellowstone is the- They um, set the table for this. Taylor Sheridan uh, scripted, Taylor Sheridan uh, directed a bunch of them. I don't think he did all of them. I think he did. Did he? Yeah. Okay, he might have done all of them. And he's the Kevin Costner um, contemporary western on Paramount where Costner is like fucking out there in Montana, like big sky country, just like a a rancher who's like a badass. It's like a, it is a um, contemporary western in which it is the, um, he is like this, uh, it's It's Costner and his sons versus the government versus the uh, Native American. 
American res- uh, reservation has elected a new leader, and he's kind of going to war with. It's Crosshair. like a triple frontier. It if you will. really is all of the machinations, the behind the scenes machinations of this kind of war between all mm. of these kind of governing bodies of uh, uh, the the old boys and like the the younger generation. It's like Succession, but one hundred and fifty percent less funny, but with one hundred and fifty percent more horses. Yes. Okay. And all right. Like, I'm doing the math. Costner is just. Like chewing the scenery, he's so good. Wes Bentley's on this, right? Yes, yeah. yes. We've got Bentley. Bentley. We've got um, Kelly O'Reilly. Kelly Riley. Yeah. Kelly Riley. Yeah, sorry, yeah. who's wow. fantastic um, as his daughter. Uh, da, 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 da. Wes Bentley, and then there's another son too, who I forget who plays that son. Anyway, it's great. Cole it, Hauser. We've got Cole Hauser. <laughs> this what I like about the show. Hauser in the house. Having not seen it. Full Hauser. Everyone you're naming, we're going to do that podcast too. <laughs> the spinoff. Full That's Hauser. That's watchables, but only Cole Hauser movies. Hauser of carbs. Yeah. Every every single person you named, I think that if you had said, name the cast of a show called Yellowstone, yeah. I think I would have gotten there. I like I, when I the shows it. cast themselves. Yes. I, think, I mean that wholeheartedly. I think that's fantastic. And I, I, it's funny because like sometimes people, I not get typecast, but Kelly Riley is... I feel like Kelly Riley has spent three years mm. with a lot of eye makeup on wandering around houses <laughs> yep. on television and just kind of like drinking and then being like, I'm going to do something about all this. Yes. And then, and then it, she does. She sounds like a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, that, that's a perfect so, setup. That's just because of all the eye makeup. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, Thank so, you for so noticing. Yellowstone, anything else that you were hyped up about this year? What else did I like this year? Um, what was the year like for you? Because it felt like you were traveling and working a lot. I was working a lot. I was traveling a lot. I'm trying to think what, um, if there was anything else that I got really down the road on. It was, those were the shows. That, I mean, Atlanta this season was terrific. I watched all of Westworld, did not like it. Mm. Really, like, had, I think. Do you think you will watch the third season? I think I'm going to have to. Right. I got to see what Pinkman's doing. Because, you know, Aaron Paul's on it now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. The Aaron Paul, what a, like, just by, like, laying in the cut. Now is on Westworld and gets a Pinkman movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is still doing great. Well, BoJack this season. And BoJack, uh, yeah. BoJack, I thought this season was great. I find there are those shows that I deeply am comforted by that I don't need to talk about, mm-hmm. that I don't need to, like, advocate for. But, like, you know, those would be uh, Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. which I think is just exceptional, like, wonderful television, um, and Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. And Nailed It. And I, full disclosure, I am on an episode of the television show Nailed It on Netflix, which I think is one of the funniest shows, like, low-key on television. Uh, Nicole people, Byer being the, just mostly the case pitching of why it's this, funny. Me, pitching me on Nailed It yesterday, mostly yeah. someone was telling me that it is a great thing to turn on to distract children. Yes, I was going to say, your kids will like it. Because it's baking, though. Yes. I have a hard— It's baking fails. Okay, I'm, see, I like—my I, my, my whole— Brand has been I like Top Chef because it's not baking and it's about success. Why don't don't you like baking? I'm not because I don't like sweets. I'm not interesting. Also, I think oh, baking boy. is like math. There's like a recipe you can't like improvise. With oh baking. no, you got to watch nailed it. Shit's gonna collapse. You're gonna really like oh, yeah, too yeah. much flour. It's like the whole show is all about people not being good. Okay, and that's I can relate kind to that. of the point. Okay, uh, it's very funny. Um, uh, it's very silly. Is really what it is. Um, and uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a good watch. Um, what was the best Jason? Big Mouth season two, uh, which I am also good. on, that, that, that's which a good I segue. also thought was really funny. What is, according to Jason Manzukis, what was oh, the best God. Jason Manzukis? Did you watch Ozark season two? I did not. I, full disclosure, Chris Ryan, <laughs> I did not finish Ozark season one. Oh, man. You're telling me I watched face. For You. I watched, the, I watched that first clutch of episodes yeah. for you, and then I abandoned it. Okay. Before your 40th birthday, which was very that important. That was really nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. You did do it for his birthday. <laughs> I did. That was very nice. So, according to Jason Manzukas, what was the best Jason Manzukas performance of? Oh, of wow. 20? So interesting. Ask Such an a expert. good question. Nine. Thank you. I mean, we've got, let's see, we've got Big Mouth Season 2. We've got. I thought you were going to open up your IMDb dumb, page. Let me look at my IMDb page. I had like a very funny uh, two lines in Wreck Wreck It Ralph Two Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, did you Where they made a cartoon character look like me, which I very much enjoyed. That's exciting. What was the name of the character? Hey Nong Man. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> which is a comedy bang yeah. bang joke. Yes, it is. Um, uh, no, I uh, there was a bunch of fun stuff uh, that that I did this year that I'm pretty that I was pretty stoked by. Uh, yeah. Did you? I'm gonna bring a full and circle long here. Road. Well, that's uh, about, yeah. the thing about Long Dumb Road that I think people should check out. The aforementioned Long Dumb Road, available once again on Video On Demand. Right now, you could be watching it. Yeah, I hope you are. Us. 
Um, I hope you bought it. There are elements. So you can jerk off to it later. (laughs) You goddamn creeps. There's aspects of that character that I recognize from your comedy. Sure. But you got to play. You got this wasn't a bit. You got to play. No, I get to yes. I got to have more layers. You got to stretch out a little bit. Yeah, I got. I got to do more. More fun, like character stuff. Not not just kind of pop in for a couple of funny scenes and be outrageous. Although there is certainly some of that. Um, no, it was fun to like actually have to track uh, something of an arc, uh, which I don't normally have to do, and and it was really fun uh, and also like challenging and weird uh, and interesting to spend that I was very grateful that Tony Revolori is a very good yeah. like uh, actor who uh, I was like otherwise. who was very helpful in terms of like uh, actor stuff you know which was great uh, it was pretty wild not to put you on the spot but yes your secret role in John Wick 3 which yes. you can't talk about the TikTok man is it more similar to Wreck-It Ralph 2 or The Long Dumb Road Oh, it's not similar to either of those. Okay. It's is not it, similar is to it either similar of those. Oh, in that it's animated. My character <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. My character is animated though. Well, that's what we're looking for. I'm too, playing Okay, so I will say I'm playing in this movie. You know, he has a dog in the previous movie. In this movie, he has an animated parrot that follows him <laughs> everywhere he goes. Uh-huh. But the parrot, you know, doesn't have any volume control. So that that's how the bad and guys. And he's like whenever he's like I got to stay really quiet or I'm going to yep. get killed. The parrot's like, "Okay. okay. <laughs> John Wick is here." <laughs> Oh man, we're gonna wrap it up there. <laughs> That's where we're wrapping it up. Yeah, fuck it. yeah. The animated parrot. Did you have other stuff you wanted to hit? Oh man, I'm trying to think. No, I just don't want it ever to be over, guys. You're always welcome. <laughs> always having a great time. And you can go welcome. get another parfait. <laughs> I'm starving. Double like, parfait. <laughs> That's who I am now. I'm not proud. Jason Mansukas, thanks for coming on the watch. Thank you guys. Thanks, buddy. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Today's episode of The Watch was brought to you by ADT. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection, featuring services like Doorman Service, which is an ADT automation that unlocks the door for packages, friends, or your kids, or Turndown Service, which is an ADT automation that arms your system, locks your doors, and turns down your lights and thermostat. It's all controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice and backed by 24-7 protection. Just visit ADT.com slash smart to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. Today's episode of The Watch was brought to you by Brilliant Earth. Brilliant Earth is the global leader in ethically sourced fine jewelry and the destination for creating your own custom engagement ring. Choose from a variety of beyond-conflict-free diamonds and other fine jewelry crafted from recycled precious metals at BrilliantEarth.com. And from now until December 14th, you will receive a complimentary pair of diamond studs with the purchase of an engagement ring. To see terms for this special offer and to shop all of Brilliant Earth's selections, go to BrilliantEarth.com slash watch.